What's up, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tan and J-Man Show. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh, the J-Man Monk, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. While you're at it, on whatever platform you're listening on, please hit that subscribe button. And if it happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That really helps us out. If you're interested in watching our show, our show is recorded live every Monday from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch that on the ISC Sports Network, on the free ISC Sports Network app, on the ISC Sports Network Facebook page, and their Twitter page. While you're at it, on the social media channels, please give us a like on our Facebook page. Please give us a follow on our Twitter and Instagram page, at Show. And if you want to support our podcast and look great doing so, we have a merchandise store. You can go to any of our social media pages, click the link, click Tan and J-Man Show store, and you'll find whatever you're looking for, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, coffee mugs, you name it, we got it. So thanks again for supporting the podcast. Now sit back, relax, and here comes another exciting brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. Welcome back to another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. It's Monday night. You know what that means. It does mean a brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. Episode 244 to be exact. Josh the J-Man. I'm back. He's back. I have returned. uh, How was Nashville? Awesome. It's the coolest city. One of the coolest cities I've ever been to. Great food. I ate an insane amount to the point where I could barely walk this morning. I already know this answer because you don't like spicy food, but did you have Nashville hot chicken sandwich? Twice. You did? Yeah. Well, I had Nashville a Nashville hot chicken pizza. At a oh, that sounds pretty good. Good. And then I had a Nashville hot chicken sandwich at um, Jason Aldean's bar. Nice. There, uh, in Nashville, I uh, had a lot of barbecue. Got to, got to load up on the barbecue. I oh, had, yep. had ribs one day. I had brisket and pulled pork another day. Mac and cheese a couple times. Make me hungry. Well, we just had Burger King, and that just did it did not live up to. Uh, There'd be a problem if it did. That's a good point. That'd be, that'd be a real big pro- or a great problem. Oh, that's true. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, it sounded like you had a good time. The good city's time. still standing. You didn't burn it to the ground. Didn't burn it to the ground. I was in bed by about eleven thirty every night. You're an old man. I'm an old man, almost thirty. Almost thirty, and I acted like it too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I had a good time. Good good deal. Glad to have you back, but happy. And thanks again to our good friend Evan Webb for filling in while you were gone. Filled in admirably. Like I told you before we got recording, it was the uh, least amount of Cubs talk that there's ever been on a Tan and Jam intro episode during baseball season. Well, you know what? Uh, we're going to try to one-up. <laughs> <laughs> that might make some viewers and listeners happy. Others, yeah, not so uh, much. Yeah, uh, uh. I have a birdie bogey question for you tonight. Yeah. I, uh, NBA question. Oh, just fantastic. You might have seen this. Probably didn't. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Good pronunciation. Chris Middleton. Yeah. Became the second pair of teammates ever to each have 500 points and 100 assists in a single postseason. I did not see this. Who were the other pair to have done this? 500 points. Yes. And 100, and 100 assists, assists in a single postseason. <sighs> Only one other pair of teammates have done this in a postseason well there's one pair that comes to my mind so i don't uh, think it's them because it comes to my mind well it might uh, i think you have a pretty good shot tonight there's obviously quite a few answers you can get now i have um, two pairs in my mind another so, jumped in so i'm already yeah, starting think, uh, to second guess myself i think you have a pretty good shot i think a bogey's on the horizon let's be honest and that would give you the overall season lead i believe yes we are tied at two over because you uh, we, you, know, uh, you just got away with last week free we week s- we struggle i should give you evan's bogey against you but i won't no, although you asked me the question beforehand and I got it. You got a par, par. So, yeah, that's a good point. But you put me on the spot on the show and I probably only get one of them. There's something about just that it live is. freeze. In my brain. Pe- people don't think brains. it's real, Josh. People don't think it's a real thing. It's a real thing. 100%. It's very concerning. 100%. It's uh, <laughs> even though it's just Josh, myself, my dog in the camera. Well, we, we know, know a lot of people I was are say, watching and listening. We and know we have millions out there that are following and us. And millions. Uh, millions upon millions upon millions. 
uh, following us religiously, and uh, well, the pressure gets to us. Well, those millions need to go to the Tan and J Man Show Store.com, buy some Tan and J Man Show merch, support our podcast, and look great doing so. You can even get a, a bucket shirt. Yeah. Good stuff. That's a that's a sharp looking Thank shirt you. you've created. Yes. They also need to uh, contact Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient dense produce from Bryce and Katie Roman of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website noblenomellc.com. Haven't put anything up on Facebook recently, but they have been at the Kosciuszko County Farmers and Artisans Market uh, recently, where they have had green onion, lettuce, cucumber, kale, turnips, radish, chard. Cherry tomatoes, fennel, garlic scapes, jalapeno, jalapeno, Jalapenos. and uh, serrano peppers, uh, rosemary, thyme, cilantro, mint. You can also um, have uh, vegetables delivered straight to your home. You can find their products on Market Wagon and get them delivered to your door. See marketwagon.com for more t- details and be sure to search for Noble Gnome in the search bar to find all available produce. They sponsor Birdie Bogey. That Tanner is probably going to get correct this week. I've, <laughs> I have uh, overwhelming faith in you today. To I know what you're correctly. doing. I know what you're doing. Yeah. You're, you're speaking this into existence so I get it wrong. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah, I'm doing. I, know, exactly. I know your games too well. I, uh, I, I want to win this thing this year. Got a long year I, left. I don't know why we just started to keep score. Because we're dumb. Yeah. We're <laughs> very slow to react to things, let's be honest. No, we've always talked about just uh, never We need did to get it. a whiteboard down here yeah, and keep we, score. Yeah, and did, did, when just, Josh gets the computer, things happen. Yeah. things That's changed quite a bit. Yeah, it's changed the show um, for the better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't even have to uh, remember things now. I just have have on my computer. But <laughs> I think it was more impressive when he did remember things beforehand yeah. with no notes, no nothing. But. It, uh, but the show's better quality. With I was with gonna us. say it's a. Uh, it was one of those things where I acted like I remembered a bunch, but in all reality, I made up a lot of stuff. Sure. <laughs> uh, I I got it in the vicinity. You made it sound good. That that's a good point. Confidence Confident. is key, yep. uh, which is something I've struggled with in the past. Uh, confidence and knowledge, but uh, <laughs> working on it. I'm working on it, and this has helped. My computer has helped. Yep. But we're starting with tonight, there, Tim. What do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with uh, the Open. Yeah. The Open Championship, or as I'm always going to call it, the British, British Open. Open Championship. It's the 149th, which, man, who, that's an old tournament. Who, who'd they ask? Um, do you call it the British or the Open? Dustin Johnson. And, and he said, I, I mean, I call it the Open because that's what it's called yeah. or something like that. It's like I used to call it the British Open, but, but now what do you call it? The Open? Well, that's what it's called. I just, <laughs> I, I don't know why they changed it. I just like the British Open name mm-hmm. better than the Open. I agree. Um, to a lot of golfers, this is their favorite tournament every year. Really? Um, Chris Smith, friend of the show and uh, the co-founder of Circle 15 Golf, he uh, said that's he's played two British Opens. One that's was cool. at Royal St. George's, which held this year's British Open. So it's by far his favorite yeah. tournament. It's, what, just, it's just golf. It's link style. Yeah. Golf. No, very very few be trees, right? Very few. I think this course had one. Just one tree, and it's just wide open. Not um, water. I mean, it's just uh, just hit yeah, it as far links, as you can. You don't want to get in the fescue, the grass up to uh, your hip. Yeah, that's where you get penalized. <laughs> um, and but but the one thing I was disappointed with, and nobody could control it, was when I watch my British Opens, I want to see at least one, if not two, days of nasty weather, uh, wind, rain. Who can be mentally tough? Well, it was pretty much their summer over there with seventy degrees, gentle winds all week. It's, it seems like every year it's like spit and rain and like 60 right. degrees and 30 mile an hour winds, but I didn't watch any of it. I mean, so I, uh, even, uh, so, I mean, it was good tournaments. Um, didn't treat uh, Phil Mickelson too well. <laughs> Not even close. He was done after nine holes pretty much, but he will remind everybody that he's the PGA champion. <laughs> um, I don't really, I mean, I'm sure he cares, but after sure. a little while when you're playing bad, you're like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but a lot of guys are in the hunt. Louis Ouse stays in the hunt once again, but. He actually didn't finish runner-up. If he would have got runner-up, it would have been the seventh runner-up. Has he ever won? He won the the British Open 2011. It's when we were in New York. Okay. 2010. 2010. 2010, yeah, he dominated that one. But besides that, he's had runner-up finishes in all of them. Seems like he's always in the hunt. He is. I mean, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. But you you just can't knock down that door. Well, Spieth, uh, was he the runner-up? He was the runner-up for best major finish for him since 2017. I was going to say he's starting to play uh, pretty good. Yeah, but now the majors are done. I mean, you got to wait yeah. till the Masters. We had six or seven majors within almost the time span 
that will take to get the next one. Because I think everything's condensed so much. I think we can confirm that uh, the Rory book it curse is not a real curse, considering I didn't book him this week and he's still. Uh, what what do you end up finishing? Like I booked 20... it for you. Oh, you did? Yes, I said this is J Man's book of prediction of the, of the week. <laughs> I didn't even do the Tanner book of prediction. I picked uh, Xander Shoffley. He wasn't close. Uh, Roy finished, I think, tied for forty sixth. That's about right. That's he about right. is next year. It'll be eight years since he's won a major. Well, I've been picking him for five of those. I know. So. <laughs> Twenty fourteen, he won real. his fourth. Everybody's thinking this guy is going to win ten. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he, he could technically still get there, but he's in his young 30s now. It's Time's got to get against him soon. Well, um, and then you see Phil go out there I know. and uh, the PGA. I know. And then you do see guys once in a while, older guys. Tiger winning the Masters. last Was that just last year? No, 2019. 2019. Yeah, Dustin Johnson won in yeah. 2020. But, yeah, but McCall Morikawa, man, he might be the new future face of golf. Yeah. 50 starts in his career, five wins, including two majors, $14 million in earnings. I saw something on Twitter. That's insane for one. <laughs> How old is he? 25, 24? Yeah. Ish. 24, I believe. Um, I don't follow golf, but everything I read on Twitter is when he's putting well, he's the best player in the in the world. His iron game's always crisp. I mean, he didn't make a bogey yesterday. Mm. He was just in the zone. He didn't make mistakes. That was the big thing. Spieth, what killed him on Saturday, he finished, uh, I think it was bogey-bogey on Saturday, and he missed a one-and-a-half-foot par putt. Yeah. On one of the closing two holes, that that hurts when yeah. you when you end up losing the tournament by two or three strokes. Mm-hmm. But Morikawa, yeah, he, uh, I mean, he is one of the four representatives for the U.S. in the Olympics. It's gonna be him, Xander Shoffley, Bryson DeChambeau, and Justin Thomas. But I feel like he really needs to even get more respect to his name than he is because sure. he's an upcoming uh, superstar. But he also needs to keep with it. I mean, don't be satisfied that you mm-hmm. have two because you might never get one again. Yeah, it seems like that's happened quite a bit. I mean, as we said, Rory hasn't won yep. one in a while. Jordan. Spe- Spieth hasn't won one right. in a while. And he's he went through a slump where he just – is he even good anymore? It's kind right. of a question we were asking. Right. Um, but uh, it seems like Morikawa, for whatever reason, he won't have that mm-hmm. sort of – he he's seems pretty, pretty uh, driven to continue. He was good in college. Like, all these guys are good where, in college. Where'd he go? I think UCLA. Hmm. I think. I could be wrong about that, but that sounds right in my head. Um or Cal. No, I think it went to Cal. See, now I'm already... I'm going to look it up. Same right? conference, same state, but I think it went to Cal. Um, but more Cal got it done, but uh, of course... Did I get it right? He went to Stanford. I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. It doesn't say. He went to, he went to Cal Berkeley. All right. Glad yeah. I changed that. Right. Yeah. So, he's Golden Bear. He wasn't a Bruin. He's, t- he's only 24. Their nicknames are even close. Golden Bears and the Bruins. The Bruins. UCLA, yeah. California. Both bees. Yeah. But uh, big, big news. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau is in the headlines. Uh, he's such a son <laughs> of a gun. That's a good way to put it. I cannot. I, he's so close. Besides the legal issues that Trevor Bauer is going through right now. He's so like he is golf's version of Trevor Bauer. Yep. He's he's like a new age thinking kind of cocky, yep. kind of makes excuses when things don't go yep. his way. You're right. Either you love him or you hate him. Right. And a lot of people are starting to really hate oh, him. Oh, a lot. Um, um he tries to be such a perfectionist, and you just can't. It's not going to work for you. I mean, I applaud his way of thinking around the golf course, how he thinks. But when he makes comments like that, yeah. even as a DeChambeau fan, I can't get on board with that. Sure. You're ripping the company that bends over backwards to help. You're hitting clubs, nobody. You're hitting one links, nobody else hits those. Your driver's five degrees. The other lowest usually on tour is like an eight, maybe a seven and a half. You're hitting a five degree driver. I mean, they're making things for you that nobody yep. else hits. And, and you know, there's other clubs they've made for him in the past that he's tested and hasn't put into play that are outrageous. So, I mean, that was just a stupid comment. Yeah. To blame his driver yeah. when he's the one that's hitting the ball yep. for one is stupid. Um, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago, but Bryson and Brooks Kepka, the uh, rivalry or um, yep. whatever, whatever they have, is so great for sports. Yes. We need more of this. Uh, the first thing Brooks said after his round was, "Love my driver today." Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love my driver, hitting it well. Hitting hit it well tweets today. Ten minutes later, a picture of him in the drive, smiling, driving into the weekend. And <laughs> Brooks, they they legitimately don't like each no, other. Too. It's, it's not just like an other, act, no. which is fun. Which it would be funny if they paired them together in the Ryder Cup for some reason, but it probably wouldn't go well yeah. for the U.S. They probably start fist fighting, which would be a heck of a fight. Um, they're both big boys. Oh, both are yeah. jacked. But uh, 
Um, yeah, Kepka shot 65 yesterday. He's always in. And got another top 10. It's his, tw- I believe is his 12th top 10 finish in the last 16 majors. <sighs> he doesn't he brings it. He doesn't do a whole lot. Says he doesn't focus as much in non-majors. <laughs> he yeah, hasn't he said he kind of gets bored in the middle holes, yep. and he, then it the final three yep. holes he's locked back in. Yep, like like Stark gets bored in the middle and locks back uh, in at the end. So, yeah, he's a he's a big talent. I know his fan base is growing amongst mm-hmm. a lot of people because of the Bryson DeChambeau yep. stuff. But uh, my guy Ricky Fowler made the cut, but didn't do anything till Sunday. Yes, shoot sixty five. It's like, where was that, Rick? But right. he shot like almost an 80 on Saturday. So just goes back to, I don't know why he changed his swing coach to Tillery. Tillery's taken some careers down and it hasn't helped Ricky. Really? I mean, Ricky right now would be out of the playoffs. He's not going to make the Ryder Cup team. And he's getting close. I mean, he's still got a little bit of time, but sooner or later, he's got to be careful not losing his tour card. Mm. He'd have to work his way back up. Who are some other golfers that – that guy has worked with that he works uh, with Kevin Kistner a lot right now. And Kistner, he's not Ricky Fowler's stature, but he was hot golfer a few oh, years ago, Ryder Cupper. Yeah. His career's kind of went downhill. He was actually playing by himself yesterday. And fast golfers appreciate this. He played his whole round in two and a half hours. Ooh. 18 holes. He just Man. didn't even take his time. That's he's nice. flying because yeah. he's playing by himself. But I don't know why he switched artillery. Sometimes these golfers think they need a switch. If t- sometimes grass and Always green on the other side. If Tillery has done this to multiple golfers now, why do people continue to hire him? I don't know. Because he does work well with some guys, but more times than not. They fail? Yeah. Huh. I don't know why he did that. Seems but. like, because uh, Ricky was playing really was. well there for a few he years. He was so dialed in, even after his win in 2019 at the Waste Management Open. And ever since then, it's, it's kind of been, yeah. been the same. It's uh, probably... Well, I wonder if him not winning a major kind of got into his head sure. a little bit. It's like, and I, I have to change something. To get to win or, the major. But, yep. I mean, he, he had so many top 10 finishes, oh, so, so many close. top five. So, he was yep. so close yep. to the point, like, don't change anything. Right. It's going to happen when it happens. Right. And he tried to change something, right. and it's hurt his career. 2014, he was top five fish in all five, yeah. which, or all four, which was unprecedented. And, yeah, he just hadn't been close since. And we talk about getting your prime. He's got to be, I believe, I want to say, 33 if not 34 in december i mean yeah i mean that's still in your golf prime but he's gonna have to hope he's like a steward sink eventually and just come upon a major in his older age and didn't sergio never gonna garcia kind of do that as right. well uh, the masters won the yeah. masters when was that 16 ish 16 17, 17 sounds right he uh he played well this weekend did he hadn't heard his name really nope. since all that much, but nope. he, he was kind of a big name and he, yep. he'd never won a major. And then he finally it, did. It hurts when some of these guys come on tour and have a lot of success at the beginning, even mm-hmm. though Ricky didn't win right away. I think he had like four runner ups right away. And then he was even the rookie of the year in 2010 over McElroy. Plus, I mean, then, he was a marketable guy with the long hair, the kind flat of bill hats, kind, kind of looked like a surfer guy yes. and uh, dirt was, bike style. Yes. Which he was looking for. Yep. He, he was really marketable. And yep. so people started following him right. and that's, he became a big name and, Right. So. Right. So it's uh major season's coming coming win. It went by fast, but now golf's gonna get ready for the Olympics coming up and then you got the FedEx Cup, then the Ryder Cup. So then it'll be the start Who'd of the Who'd you season. say was representing the US? Justin Thomas, Mar- Bryson DeChambeau, Morikawa, and Xander Shoffley. Wow. All four different from the last time. The last time it was Patrick Ricky. Reed, Ricky, um, Matt Kuchar. I wanna say Dustin Johnson. Because there was a few guys that didn't want to go because of the virus going on down there at the time, the mosquito. Yes, uh, I don't know what it was. I forget what it was uh, down 2016 in Rio de Janeiro. I remember a lot of people were like skeptical of going down there because it wasn't good. Yeah, but now the Olympics, of course, going to have another virus. Yeah, with uh, no yeah. nobody in attendance. Which, uh, when, when really the, effect. When do the Olympics? Friday's start? opening night. This this oh. Friday night's the opening ceremony. Interesting. I saw that it's going to be so hot in Japan that it's going to affect a lot of things. Like it's supposed to be in like the mid nineties all like for a couple weeks um, in Tokyo, and it's going to affect whatever they do outside. For one, it's going to be miserable. I saw there was a person going over there to cover for the press. I think it was Mark Kisla of the Denver Post. And he was on a plane that can hold 400 people to go to Japan. There's 36 people on the plane. That's the dream right there. 36 <laughs> on a 400 passenger plane. That's the dream. Yeah. Uh, Bubba Watson, not Dustin Johnson. 
I, I always get on planes where it feels like they can hold 80 and there's 140 on it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, they're, just, they're sitting on top Help. of people. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, it will, uh, we'll cover the big golf tournaments going forward. Olympics, FedEx cup, Ryder cup, all that good stuff, but major season and J man's book concerning Rory for the majors comes to a close for close. 2021. Gotta close that one out. Um, I believe one of my bold predictions. Yes, I did have it. The USA basketball team will not win the gold medal at the Summer Olympics this year. I think that they looks, played well last night, though. But they struggled. Who did they lose to? They lost to uh, two exhibition games. They lost I don't even to. Who they uh, lost to. They lost their first two. Yeah, I remember. yeah they did. They, they'll probably end up winning gold, but um, it's one of those things where it's not like oh, US is just yeah, it's go not a book it. Roll them. Uh, not a shoe in like they had. Um, in years past, but uh, they struggled. They, they lost to Australia, I think. Yeah, and then some other. I don't. I don't. Oh, know. it it was. Um, pretty sure it was an African country. I think you're right. Um, I'm gonna look it up right now. But it's it's interesting though because it's interesting, you know, the players that all of a sudden are backing out or can't play in their replacements. Javale McGee. Yeah, it's he's <laughs> gonna be the worst. Nigeria. He's gonna be by far the worst represent representative of a u.s olympic basketball team ever ever not even close he's i didn't know he's still in the league he's not even like a guy you would think of no any nba game like oh javel's out there this is gonna be it's gonna be rough <laughs> rough for us yeah, tonight i mean he's like the 11th 12th man uh, on the roster and he's on our olympic team are you yeah, kidding me uh, some like they, they still have the kevin durant's sure. are still out there i forget who else dame willard Damien, okay, he's, he's good. But it's it's not like a dream team where you have LeBron and... No, but they um, still shouldn't lose. They should. They lost to Nigeria, only exhibition, of uh-huh. course, 90-87. Lost to Australia, 91-83. Then blew out Argentina. And then uh, won yesterday against Spain by seven. Um, but again, yeah. it's just exhibition. So they're working out the kinks. They start with... On Sunday, they play France, which that's always a tough one. Uh, then they have Iran... On Wednesday, Czech Republic on uh, Saturday, July 31st. So you can catch those at about 8 in the morning. I'll pass. I won't watch a single game. I'm rooting for anyone except the U.S. in the basketball. I don't like you. I, I don't like the NBA, so I don't like the guys that are on the This roster. Olympics is going to be hard for me to watch with no fans. No fans. Attendance. No Michael Phelps. Right. Um, I mean. I mean, even the, Olymp- the Olympic athletes are really good. They're nervous about not having fans there because sure. a lot of them get in- energized by the fan attendance. So. What's What's your favorite summer sport? I like watching track. Really? Yeah. Um, my favorite is by far indoor volleyball. They hit that thing so hard, men and women's both. There's no way we'd be able to return a single serve if we're out there. We'd break our face. You see that in college volleyball. Yeah, it's impressive how good and how athletic these guys are jumping. Um, and just, I for some reason, I remember in 2016 um, just being mesmerized by how hard they hit these balls. Um, and uh, another. Katie Ledecky, I guess, is the female version of uh, Michael Phelps. Is she, uh, is she swimming? I assume she's swimming this year. I don't know. I don't either. We're bad at Olympics. We don't <laughs> I don't even know why we brought, we, we brought yeah. this up to talk basketball and it really shifted. Yep. She uh, tweeted six days ago that she All was right. out, So You know who really fell off? Missy Franklin. I think didn't she like start to focus on college? And, Did she? Uh, yeah, because she, she was like huge. She was at Stanford, one. right? Yeah. Um, Cal Berkeley. We're, we're really big. Pack twelve. I was gonna say I you're really bad at. I had the uh, conference. She's 26 now, so her like yeah, Olympic yeah, career is kind of yeah, right isn't on. That, the, isn't that crazy? Towards, it is crazy. It's like tennis players. Um, she absolutely won't come out of retirement after suffering multiple shoulder injuries. Oh, there we go. So she announced her retirement in 2018. There we go. That's uh, um, all right. Yeah, she know. I learned something. Today. She won five gold medals though. It's pretty good. She's pretty good. Yep. Yep. So. Well, you want to get educated? Let's hear it. All right. Let's uh, talk about some sporting events that have happened today on July 19th. Uh, it's brought to you by Performer Print House. Uh, let's see here. The first Wimbledon men's tennis tournament was held on this day in 1877. I won't even have you guess who what, won it. What country? Doesn't say what. Uh, 
uh, Englishman. Englishman. Uh, Reginald. He's a, he a, uh, a racket player. Reginald Poofta. Spencer Gore beat William Marshall, 6'1", 6'2", 6'4". He was my second guess. Yeah, it was. <laughs> the first Tour de France took place on this day in 1903. I don't think it was Lance. It wasn't Lance. It's the only. Who was the other really good Floyd Landis? It wasn't he the other one that got in trouble with steroids. Yeah, he was the other one they got. Uh, there was another one that was pretty good issue. at the same time yeah. that Lance. Forgot Armstrong about Floyd was. Landis. Hadn't heard that name in years. On this day in 1910, a guy named Cy Young won his 500th Ooh. game as the Cleveland Naps beat the Washington Senators 5 to 2 in 11 innings. The only pitcher in MLB history to reach that milestone. Do you know how many he ended up with? When? 511. 511. Yep. yep. There's an award named after him for the best pitcher in each league, if you didn't know that. I did. We <laughs> talked about Saya last week. If you would watch or listen to the podcast. I was on vacation. Could have, could have caught up on last night to do some studying for tonight. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let this one go. <laughs> on the day 1920, Babe Ruth hit his 30th home run of the 20, 1920 baseball season, breaking his own single-season record. He would attain 54 throughout the season before breaking that record the following season. We have Babe Ruth reincarnated in uh, Shohei Otani this year. Didn't do well in the Home Run Derby, but not all kind of kind of disappointed. I was really disappointed in Joey Gallo's uh, performance. His, I thought his, his pitching was it wasn't the best. Pitching, I didn't watch a whole but lot. But still, of that. yeah, he didn't. He had his, a lot of ground balls. His light tower power in a Home Run Derby, I thought, would be uh, insane, but it wasn't. Especially in Colorado. Pete Alonzo, man, he just killed everybody. I cannot stand that guy for some reason. Uh, on this day, 1933 is the first time in the MLB two brothers on opposing teams hit home runs in the same game. What are their names? Rick uh, Farrell or Farrell and Wes Farrell, the Red Sox and the Indians. Hmm. Never heard of either of them. On this day, 1950, the New York Yankees signed their first African American players, Elston Howard and Frank Baines. I've heard of Elston. On this day, 1952, the 15th Summer Olympic Games were held where? What year? 1952. 1952. Uh, not in the U.S.? Not in the U.S. I'm going to go with 1952. 1952. Who didn't have a war then? <laughs> Definitely wasn't the Koreas. Um, I'm going to go with, probably wasn't Germany at that point, let's be honest. It wasn't um, Germany. Probably wasn't Soviet Union. I'm going to go with um, London. Finland. Close. Helsinki, Finland. On this day, 1964, who won the PGA Championship? 64. I'm going to go with oh, Arnold Palmer. It was uh, Bobby Nichols won his only major title by three strokes over the big two of Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas. So close. Led wire to wire. I like Arnold Palmer's drink if you take out the uh, sweet tea yeah. and just have lemonade. <laughs> have a lemonade and unsweet tea. Hate tea. No? All forms of tea. Disgusting. Uh, let's see here. It was the day 1977, the 48th MLB All-Star Game was held in New York, New York at Yankee Stadium. 77. The NL won 7-5. Who was the MVP? NL pitcher. NL pitcher? Yep. I'm going to go with Don Drysdale. Don, Don Sutton. Crap. Don that's, Sutton of the Dodgers. That's who I meant. Too. That's the worst part of it. I said Drysdale. I feel like you cheated up my screen and I still didn't. still missed it. No. On this day, 1980, the Summer Olympic Games were held where? 1980? Yep. Summer Olympic Games. You should get this one. Were held in the U.S.? No, but 66 nations boycotted this event because of a war going on. Probably in uh, probably in the Soviet Union, Moscow, Russia. Yeah, cold it's war because of the Soviet Afghan war. Don Drysdale retired in '69. Come on, Josh. On this day, nineteen eighty-one, who won the uh, men's British Open? Eighty-one. Was that Royal St. George's? Yes. I'm gonna go with Jack. Bill Rogers won his only major title four strokes ahead of runner-up Bernard Launer of Germany. I've heard heard of Bernard. Lohner. He's still a good one on the senior tour on the Is Champions he? Tour. Yep. I must have been pretty young then. Then. On this day, 1987, who won the British Open? 87. I'm going to go with... Uh, this guy won six major titles, to let you know. Six. Uh, so he's a pretty good one. This was his first major title at the time. 87. Yes. I'm going to go with uh, that guy that died in the plane wreck. What was his name? was not Payne Stewart. 
Nick Faldo. Nick Faldo, who's on our uh, CBS broadcasts. Uh, Wednesday, 1990, Cincinnati Red Pete Rose was sentenced to five months for tax evasion. <laughs> that just seems right. Man. On this day, 1991, uh, Cal Ripken played in his 1,500th consecutive game. Oh, Cal, he was pretty good. Iron Man. Mm-hmm. On this day in 1996, where were the Summer Olympic Games held? Where did they open up in 96? Come on. Atlanta. There you go. On this day, 1998, who won the Men's British Open? 98, I'm going to go with... Why am I blanking on every single golfer that's ever lived? Tiger. Good guess. But Mark O'Meara won his second major championship of that year in his first open title by two in a, in a four-hole inaugurate playoff with fellow American Brian Watts. Never heard of Watts. I never had either. On this day in 2009, who won the British Open? 2000. This was a heartbreaker for golf fans worldwide. Nine. Well, Louis Usain won the next year. Correct. 2000. It was a heartbreaker? Yes. So Tiger didn't win then. No. He lost. He was in second. Nope. Oh. Stuart Sink won his only major championship by six strokes in a four-hole playoff with five-time champion Tom Watson. Tom oh. Watson, the old man. Yeah. He was going to have it won. I forget what age he was. And he choked at the end. He, he won by six strokes in a four-hole? Bo- yep. after, after Tom bogeyed that 18th hole to, Talk about him to fall back. Yeah, he just was done. It was sad to watch because he played so well all week. Was going to be the oldest major champion by far, which is now Phil Mickelson. And uh, that's going to do it for this week's On This Day. Pretty pretty that's loaded a, with different things. Good things. list. Good list there. And like I said, On, this, on the On This Day segment is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Performer Print House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Performer Print House has over 50 years combined experience of pro store products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving them a call at 574-210-3815. You want some little uh, baseball talk here there, T-Dog? Yes, we missed it last week. But like we said, we Did filled you? it in with some White Sox talk, some Homer Derby talk, some All-Star Game talk. Yeah, the... Um I watched just a little bit of the Home Run Derby. Um, it seemed like a pretty good show. It was yeah, put it was on fun. by uh, quite a few players. Um, Crowd was hot for it. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's I mean, it's a good place to hit homers. Mm-hmm. Colorado, I think, I, I don't know how many of like the top 10 longest home runs ever in a Home Run Derby were hit during that Home Run Derby. Probably the other ones were in Colorado back in, I think they were there in 99, 7? I'll look it up. Something like that. Ninety. I, I remember Fenway was 98, and I think uh, Turner Field in Atlanta was 99, because Sosa won in 99 or 2000. I don't remember where it was. But uh, in the game, the American League wins about every year, it feels like. Um, but Vlad Guerrero hit like a 9,000-foot homer. Did you watch any of the All-Star A little game? bit, but I saw a highlight of his homer. I wasn't watching live um, when that It happened. went on to the concourse off of Corbin Burns, who's been arguably the best pitcher. 90, the 98, Coors Field, because okay. King Griffey Jr. put on a show in that. Yes, I remember that. Sosa won in 2000. 2000 at Fen- Fenway was 99. I got yeah, because that was Griffey's uh, third, third win. I remember the one at Safeco in 2001 because it was Cal Ripken's last. Yeah. And uh, A-Rod was the starting shortstop, and Ripken was going to be at third base, mm-hmm. but A-Rod moved over to third so Cal could get play short. And then, of course, Cal hits a homer yep. in that game as well, which is pretty cool. Uh, but as far as um, what's going on in the major leagues, you know, my Cubs report uh, is going to be uh, awfully short from here on out. <laughs> you never know. They're, they're at about the same spot as they were two weeks ago when I did this. They're nine games out. Brewers just continue to win. Cubs continue to play just – mediocre to bad baseball. Um, they're just, they're a bad team, bad starting pitching. The offense is horrendous. They've started the sell off already. Jock Peterson uh, going to the Atlanta Braves for that didn't surprise you. You've been calling that nope. move for a while. Um, he, he was just a one year deal, kind of a rental. And with uh, the Atlanta Braves losing Ronald Acuna Jr. for the season. Oh, with, that was hard to watch with a torn ACL. Yeah. I was watching it live when it happened. Didn't even, it looked kind of innocent, but he blows out his ACL. Um, Atlanta needs some production. The crazy thing is the Braves have a worse record than the Cubs do yeah. right now, but they play in a much worse division with uh, 
them only being four games behind the New York Mets. Mets are going to choke it, dude. The way they're playing lately. They got very fortunate to win yesterday after getting down yeah. 6 nothing in the first inning. Taiwan Walker bats a ball away. Uh, that was in fair territory, yep. three-run score. It was kind of a well, Was it the classic, night before uh, or, or was it even the night before that where uh ended up being a walk-off homer, but the pitcher's yes, pointing up like it's he, a sack fly? He, he thought it was an easy – third out in uh, Jacob Stallings. It's a walk-off grand slam just the night before where the Mets blew a six-run lead in the ninth (laughs) inning. Um, Phillies are right there, though. They're only two games behind the Mets. That's a terrible division. Jacob deGrom just put on the injured list. Francisco Lindor has a quad issue, and they don't know how long he's going to be out. Uh, So they're in desperate need of some offensive production. And one guy that's been mentioned a bunch here the past few days is Chris Bryant. Um, potentially going to New York to the New York Mets. Whoa. He was the hot name in the offseason, and it he was linked to the New York Mets a bunch in the offseason, and you knew it heat up uh, once the Cubs lost 11 in a row, and it's heating up pretty good right now. Cubs have been scouting uh, the Mets minor league system pretty ferociously the past few weeks, um, some of their top guys there. And the Mets will be reluctant to uh, trade some of their top names, and the Cubs don't have to trade Chris Bryant. Um, just to trade him. I mean, it's not there to save money. You got to get the best sort of deal imaginable or to trade him. Cause if you don't trade him, you can offer him hit and um, you can offer him a, uh, I don't even remember what it's called, but it's a thing you can offer him. What is it called? Tanner, help me out. Um, in the, I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Qualifying offer. There you go. There you go. It was about the tip of my tongue, Josh. Man, I'm, um, You're tired. I have had a lack of sleep here last night, <laughs> but a qualifying offer, and should um, he accept it, he's coming back for one more year. If he declines it, Cubs will get a comp- compensatory draft pick. Um, so you don't have to trade him, but I think those rumors will really heat up here. Cubs have another number of guys that could be potential uh, trade targets for any team in the major leagues. Anthony Rizzo. Which he, uh, we, guy. we know you'll blow up about that. I'll, I'll be upset, but at the same time, he's on the wrong side of 30, and he hasn't yeah. been productive the past two years. So maybe it's time. I don't. I want him to be a Cub forever, but who knows if that's even going to happen. Um, it is interesting. The Cubs have picked up two first basemen off waivers the past couple could weeks. Could that be a sign of things um, to come? Including one yesterday. And it, I mean, it could, just in case they do trade an Anthony Rizzo, or it could just be they like this bat and needed him for depth. Uh, down in the minor leagues or whatever, but no one really knows. Javier Baez's name's also been mentioned as a potential trade target. John Heyman, national writers, suggests that um, Javi Baez wants $200 million this offseason, which is something he's he probably won't even get half of that uh, based on his production the past couple years, past two years. His on-base percentage being under 300, swinging and missing more than he ever has, walking less than he ever has, and he's already never walked a bunch. Um, he still plays great defense and will hit the ball to the ballpark, but he's not a player I'd want to give $200 million, and I can't imagine any other team does uh, do that. Craig Kimbrell, has, uh, he's kind of known as the guy that will be the absolute hottest trade commodity uh, come the trade deadline, which is July 30th this year. Not the 31st like it is every year because the 31st is on a Saturday and yep. the league office doesn't want to work on a Saturday. <laughs> that's that's wow. li- that's literally the reason they have told. It's a, it's a weekend, uh, which, I All mean, right. if I work in the league office, I'd be like, thank you so much for yeah. doing that. But um, it's interesting. It's the like first one. Well, I remember two years ago or three years ago, they had an August 15th trade deadline. That didn't go over well. Then it was back to July 31st. Um, now it's July 30th. Um, so here, what's the, we have 11 days yep. on the trade deadline and things are going to heat up next Friday. It is next Friday. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit here. Craig Campbell, as I said, it'll be one of the hottest, so if any, not the hottest commodity. Any bold predictions by this time next week? Will we know any, any big moves? I don't know about this time next Maybe week. Two weeks from now. We definitely will. Two weeks from now. I think we'll definitely see the Cubs without Craig Campbell. Okay. Um, he should be able to get him maybe even a top 50 prospect at this point. He's on an absolute roll. He's been the best closer in the sport this year, believe it or not. He's he's just been awesome. Andrew Chafin's been awesome as well out of the bullpen. They'll probably trade him, uh, lefty. Ryan Tapera, another guy. They're top three relievers. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cubs trade all three of them. They have enough reliever depth um, in the minor leagues that are pretty close to being ready uh, for the major leagues that it won't really hurt the team all that much to trade those guys. Um, I think. At least one of the big three, which is Rizzo, Baez, and Bryant, will be traded. And I think 
easily the most likely to be gone will be Chris Bryant. Um, I'll go on record and say he is traded to the Mets. Um, by this time, two. That weeks would get from your now. bold prediction. One of your bold predictions, right? Um, I think I might have had it in the by the All Star break. All Star break. Might have. I'm not sure, uh, but I mean it's close. I think Zach Davies will absolutely be gone. Um, he's a starting pitcher who will provide you five five ish solid innings. He's not going to really have many blow ups. Um, he's he's not going to eat a whole lot of innings, but he'll solidify a rotation. Um, other pieces they have, I mean, they have some interesting guys like a Matt Duffy could be a bench piece for someone. Um, David Bodie maybe could be a guy. They have some other guys in that bullpen, Rex brothers, Dan Winkler, and they have a whole litany of guys that could be traded by this time, even next week. We'll definitely hear more and more rumors by this time next week, uh, but that's kind of where it's at right now. I've had an interesting stat, which tells you how bad the Cubs have really played. They played the worst team in baseball, one of the worst teams ever. Um, in the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the Cubs used five pitchers yesterday. All five walked the first batter they faced. Uh, they're the first team to use five pitchers or more, with everyone walking their first batter since 1980. Wow, uh, that's just that's brutal. Wow. Um, once once you get like a lead late, they're they're like 25 games over 500 when they score four or more runs. That just shows you how bad they are and how. Often they don't score that many runs. They've only played 45, half their games this year, they've scored less than four runs. That's not fun to watch. They're 34 and 11. I, actually, I think yesterday they technically did score four runs. And they They're all lost. six to four, right? So, yeah, so 34, 34 and 12 or 35 and 12, something like that. Um, almost half their games, they've scored less than four runs for this team that we people continue to tell me that it's talented. They're too talented to do this. Well, are they? Here, here we have. Three, they were a couple years ago. They have three straight years, four straight seasons, essentially, of this terrible offense where they're folding down the stretch. Um, maybe they're not as good as people want to believe they are because they're not. I mean, yeah. I've been on board for now two or three years saying they need to kind of switch things up here. They haven't done it. The status quo is okay sometimes. Well, no, it's not. If you're going to do it. Uh, this way and be under 500 after the all-star break like this. It's all coming to a head and it's finally happening. This is what's needed to happen in order for change uh, to come to this franchise. Now they're not going to do go complete rebuild um, and hope for like the number one overall pick in 2023. It'll be more of like a retool next year and then hopefully compete. They'll have a ton of money to spend this off season. Only three guys on their current roster have guaranteed contracts for next year. Who's that? Uh, David Bodie, believe it or not, is one of them. Probably. Um, Jason Hayward. Oh, which that, that contract that won't die. That The contract just that just won't go away. We're going to be talking about him like we talk about Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Kyle Hendricks. Those are the only yeah, three. Uh, they have a couple team options. Craig Kimbrell has a $16 million team option, or I think it's a, it might be a player option for next year, which I think that'll be enticing for other teams, knowing that they could get two, sure. more, two more years of control or one more year of control after this, and it's not just a rental situation. So I think that helps the Cubs out I think you're right. quite a bit in their trade talks. Um, so they'll have a ton of money to spend, a lot of money coming off the books. Wish somebody would take on that Jason Hayward contract, but it's not happening. Um, and uh, so they, I mean, it's a good free agent class. They have guys like Carlos Correa out there. Trevor Story is a free agent. Uh, who else is a free agent uh, shortstop? There's quite a few. Francisco Lindor was going to be. Corey Seager is a free agent that can play short. So it'll be interesting. I think uh, next year we'll have quite a different roster, and we will uh, get there when we get there. And hopefully this is the year that the Ricketts family opens up their checkbooks a little bit because it's been three years of nothing, and it's getting old. Um, Just going to put that on there, and it's going to sound like a broken record next year when you're yep. saying the same thing I'm about saying them. the same thing, and although instead of being 46 and 47 at this yeah. time, they're 29 and <laughs> like, the Diamondbacks. Six, like, like the Diamondbacks. Yeah, the Diamondbacks are 27 and 68. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> that'd be brutal. Uh, but around baseball uh, here, we have, man, the Cincinnati Reds had a – phenomenal opportunity to get back in the race. Sure Only did. four games behind yep. the Brewers. Brewers coming into town. Mm-hmm. Reds had an early lead on Friday, and they end up losing 11-6. to six. End up getting swept, so they're now seven games out. And, I know what you want to say. Um, what, what, what do I want to say? You hate to see it. You just hate to see it. And I think they're best served at this point selling as well. Um, Nick Castellanos has an opt-out. 
Um, I think he got hurt Friday night. I haven't heard much about him, but he has an opt-out after this year. He'll likely use it, uh, so might as well get something for him while you can. I will say it was wild seeing Castellanos and Swarber on the All-Star team out yeah, there on All-Star um, game. Yeah, the uh, Cubs front office has really screwed the pooch on that. At least you, Darvish, wasn't out there. Um, he was on the team, I'm pretty sure, but he should have been on the team or, anyway. He either either was and then opted out or wasn't on there because he, he, he was not on there. He was not on there. He's he's on the injured list. Oh. Um, yeah, he, he was named to the All-Star okay. team, which I figured he would All right. because he's having a pretty good year. But, yeah, he's on the injured list right now, which I didn't even know that. Um, but um, – yeah, Brewers fifty six and thirty nine. They have one of the best records in baseball. The Giants are still right there in the West. Yeah, we were talking last week. Besides the NL East, we think every <laughs> everything else is pretty set for the playoffs. Yeah, um, I, our, I, I, I agree. I've, opinion. I'll go on record. I've said that a couple times, tonight, <laughs> but uh, I don't think the Mets win that division. I still I hope not. For some reason, feel like the Braves are going to somehow find a way to yeah. win that division. Um, I think. Three teams out of the West pretty easily. I mean, yep. you see the Giants yep. are just who's going to be winning, who's yep. going to be in the wild card. Um, the Padres are five and a half games up yep. on Cincinnati for the second wild card spot, which means the Dodgers are nine and a half yep. up, and the pretty, Giants are ten and a half up in the wild card spot. So they have a good cushion there. Brewers are going to win the division yep. in the Central um, American League West. Houston still winning that division, although Oakland's still playing well. Mm-hmm. Seattle's still hanging in there. Only six games back, and I think they'll be a team that a lot of people pick to be pretty good next year. They have a lot of young talent. Every few years, everybody picks them to be uh, good. Yeah, but th- this might be legitimate. It's have- karma for getting rid of the Sonics. Yeah, they they, they bring they- back the Sonics. You're going to make the playoffs, Mariners. I mean, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, <laughs> White Sox are running away with the Central. Yeah. The uh, Cleveland Indians have kind of imploded like the Cubs have. Yes, I think they lost double digit games in a row. Um, and then the American League East, Boston's still winning by a half game. Yankees. Needed to win. Got two or three. A few games. Made weekend. embarrassment of themselves. Their fans made embarrassment uh, yeah, of themselves. Yeah, throwing stuff on the field. They're seven games out, though. They're kind of, they're still wanting to buy. Um, it's one of those, they have to get hot quick. If they don't, say they have, I don't know how many games they have until the trade deadline. I'll go look it up real quick and see if they play all 11 days um, until the trade deadline. They play, they don't play tonight. So they'll play. It looks looks like they'll play nine games before the trade deadline. I think they have to go six and three. I would say seven and two, seven and two. in order to really justify uh, buying buying at that point. They're the Yankees, though. When, yeah. but, but I mean, the last time they sold, 2016, they gave up Araldis Chapman for Glaber Torres right. was kind of the headliner, and they gave up. Andrew Miller for Clint Frazier right. and um, a lot of things that worked out for him and a lot of but, worked out then. Yeah. Um, and then they were good again the next year. So yeah. it's, it's interesting. This might be Brian Cashman's last go around last chance. I've been saying that for a while, I know, I but know, yeah, it really feels like it, it might be Aaron Boone's last chance already. Sure. And I know a lot of Yankees fans have wanted Cashman. Yeah. It's just for kind of stale. While. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's, Ron's course, stuff. everything's got to come yep. to an end eventually. I mean, new blood in there. Theo Epstein even said he has a 10-year yep. limit. Yep. Right? He learned that from Bill Walsh in his book. 10-year limit after 10 years, it usually doesn't Still go that well. Still working pro sports, different college and, athletics. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, college athletics, you can be there for a long time and it works that way. But that's why Theo Epstein decided to step down because yep. it's been 10 years. Cashman's been there well over 20 at this point. Yeah, yep. Um, so it might be time for a change there. But. Uh, real quick before we move on to another topic, I did kind of want to stick with that fan incident that happened mm-hmm. there in Yankee Stadium. What other fan incidents hop throughout sports all time hop into your mind when you think about? First one that pops in my mind, probably the first one that pops in your mind, Malice at the Palace. Absolutely. Uh, Ron Artest and Steven Jackson uh, getting in fights. Jermaine there. O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal, yeah. About, that team was really good, too. Oh, that, they were, that, that probably was going to be the Pacers' best yeah. chance at a finals. Um, obviously the Steve Bartman issue yep. incident will always be a hot button issue, although it wasn't his fault why they lost. It was Alex, Alex, Alex Gonzalez's fault. Um, other, I, I remember back in like early two thousands, Browns fans throwing beer bottles on the glass, beer bottles onto the field. That was yep. about the last time they sold glass, um, in stadiums. Trying to think of some other ones. I had a good one at lunch today. I was talking to my dad about this, and now I'm blanking. I had a really good one. It wasn't even ones we've mentioned yet. Yeah, it was. Oh, that's going to make me mad. What was it? Don't see too many good uh, fan incidents anymore. 
because they've pretty much. Well, uh, back in the day, you had that one. Remember when those two fans ran and punched a first baseman in the face? First base coach. Yeah, first the, base coach uh, in the face. Kansas City Royals first yeah. base coach. I do you remember that man and his father? I think it was. What was the one I was telling my dad about today? Oh, how about the bands on the field? But yeah, that Stanford was huge. Cal, that yeah. was a pretty big one. It, it it feels like that could still happen. Yeah. Uh, just because the band always goes way out onto the field. A lot of times, a lot of times, the bands have to come down now from the bleachers, yeah. so it'd be a little more difficult. Yeah, but I cannot think of the one. This is bugging me. I'm gonna think about it when we go off the air. Yeah, I'm sure you are. But uh, um, it's an interesting question. Yeah. Oh man, there was a good one I had. I cannot. Hmm. This episode is brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, The Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitow. Focused on freshness and quality, The Damn Smoke is here every single weekend. It features barbecue and steaks. In addition, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best micro-brews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitow and their beer garden or outdoor bar area whether it be boats or wheels the damn landing is the place to be located at 1305 union road in rochester and this podcast is also brought to you by circle 15 golf circle 15 golf is a brand focused on bringing tour quality products and experience to the everyday golfer like the j-man and myself it's built on 25 years of tour experience featuring the genesis glove the most durable and comfortable glove available and the patented glove hub the first and only glove humidor on the market Find those products and more. You can find hats, except not this one because this one is sold out. But it's cool hat, it though. does have the regular camo, the black camo, and just a regular black hat online, as well as different repair tools and ball markers and a few other things. You can find all of those products and, like I said, the Genesis Glove and the Glove Hub at circle15golf.com. Go check that out. They got some deals going on right now. And I'm this is still bugging me about this fan thing because I know I had a good one. I just can't think of it. But uh, you ready for the word association? Let's hear it. But before we do that, yes. actually, let's uh, talk a little NBA finals. Oh, yes, yes. The uh, Milwaukee Bucks are up three games to two after that insane play Drew Holiday made and lobbed uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo to kind of put it away there. I, I didn't see this coming. I When I Phoenix up 2 zip, I'm like, they're going to win this series. And boy, boy, Holiday has got in Chris Paul's head. Yeah, they've uh, figured a way to stop Chris Paul because he went off the yeah. first two games. I mean, they have figured a way to kind of let him. Booker get his, but uh-huh. they've contained everybody else. Booker, I think, has the most points ever in a first postseason ever. Is that true? I believe it. That sounds right. Um, Without looking it up, who who you got to take the series? Well, Game Six is tomorrow night. It's back in Milwaukee. I've flipped on my stance. I think Milwaukee brings it home now. Yeah, this will be the J-Man's book of prediction of the week. I have a friend that is a Milwaukee Bucks fan, and in his honor, you know, I jumped on the Bucks bandwagon there for a little while, but then I decided to not want to see any Milwaukee fan happy. But I am picking the Bucks in honor of my friend who's a Bucks fan. Um, I just, I think Giannis is too much. I mean, they can't guard him. Who's going to guard him? I mean, they've tried... Uh, Jay Crowder, that hasn't worked too well. Um, but, I, yeah, I think uh, Milwaukee takes it home. Yeah, I also have a, a friend that's a Bucks fan. She'd be very excited yes. if the – Both of us have a friend. Yeah, if the – Mutual friend. Mutual friend, yeah. Um, but I have another friend that's also a yeah, Bucks fan. Yeah, we weren't I talking about two, the same uh, person, though. Yeah. I, that's why I thought I, I brought the other one up. I have two Milwaukee Bucks fan friends. <laughs> Say that to touch fast. I don't want to, or the FCC <laughs> will get at us. <laughs> Uh, J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week is uh, brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau insurance agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. And his email is travis.watchering at infb.com. Selling insurance in Ohio, and he has a free app that you can go download. Yes, he does. Um, all right, so college football, I'm, I'm itching. In my itch, secure for the itch is football season. You got that itch, and it's huh? coming soon. I can feel it. It's you know, gonna be here. Camps I are mean, gonna start soon. Yeah, soon yeah. training camps, camps at college. Just looking forward to it. Big Ten media days are Friday. You always love that. I do. It's in Indianapolis for it's the first time ever this year. Instead of Chicago, I've been oh. Chicago since like seventy two. They switched really? to Indianapolis. It's in person. I didn't even know they it's were, not on Zoom. Didn't even know they were doing um, media days. Media days back in the seventies. Yeah. So it's just looking forward to it. <laughs> This is really the first like thing media personnel can cover in person right. since uh, the start. So yeah. I'm sure the media is really looking yeah. forward to it. I just hope they uh, 
stick mainly to football for the talk. talk I hope so. It's we'll football see. season. We'll see. Um, but with that said, we've, we're coming up on football season. So spoiler alert, majority of the weeks I do these leading up to college football are going to be conferences. Sure. And I want you to give me um, the first college football thought that comes to your head when All I name right. a team. And we've talked a lot about the Pac-12 tonight <laughs> because whether it was uh, Colmore Cow or Missy Franklin or the bands on the field or whatever, Cal, UCLA, Stanford, they've come up. So I made up my mind we're doing Pac-12. Tonight. All righty. Alphabetic order. First up, the Arizona Wildcats. Khalil Tate. He was good for about a year. He was great, yeah. We thought he was going to win a Heisman, and yeah. it just didn't happen. Arizona State. Herm Edwards. <laughs> you, you play, play to win the game. Couldn't say it better myself. California. Tanner can't remember Cal <laughs> Berkeley tonight. <laughs> that's right. I thought you could say Aaron Rodgers or Marshawn Lynch, yeah. but that's a good one. Uh, University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA. UCLA, uh, Jim Moore Jr. Good, I, don't, I don't know why, but he was the first person that popped in my head. Troy head. Aikman was the first person to come to my head. I always think he was Oklahoma. He was. He transferred. He transferred. Yeah. Reese Jones Drew would have been going. Yeah. Colorado. Colorado. Uh, first person that popped in mind is their basketball coach, Thad Boyle. But as far as football, Cordell Stewart. Yeah, that's a good one. Talk about a team that was good in the nineties. Yeah, done much since they, they had. They every once in a while they'll have like a great Spark. year out of nowhere. Jeremy Bloom back in the day in the early two uh, thousands yeah. got him to the pack or the Big Twelve championship at the time. Oregon, Justin Herbert, Nike, yeah, flashy uniforms. Mm-hmm. Laguerre bl- blunt punching the Boise State the Boise guy in the State face. Guy, yeah. Oregon State. Terrible football program, although they've gotten better. They're getting better like. slowly yeah. in the last few years. But they were like the worst. Remember, Washington was really bad too, and now they're like consistently good yeah. all of a sudden. Uh, but Oregon State's usually pretty bad. So, but Oregon State in 2000 made the Fiesta Bowl, or 2001 with uh, Chad Johnson, TJ Hushmanzada. They lost to Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. Hushman, no, they Hushman beat Zilli. Notre Dame in the Fiesta Hushman Bowl. Zilli. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like they've gotten yeah, better but, here. But that's what, two decades ago. So. Yeah. USC, University of Southern California. Reggie Bush. One good one. Best um, best college football player I've seen in my life. Would, would you put those US that USC team up with any of the Alabamas that have won? That team was loaded. Or, or the Miami lost to Ohio State. Yeah, man. Those teams were good. Yeah. We we forget how good the Florida teams were too before. Yeah. Like I, I shared in our group text mm-hmm. message ever since Tebow cried in the SEC championship against Alabama, Saban's won six national titles and only lost 15 games. Just get boring after a while. Tim knew. Tim knew that. That's knew, why he was yeah. crying. Stanford. Oh, the band is out on the field. Wasn't that against Cal? It was. Yeah. Yep. That was John Elway was playing in that game. Really? I know yep. that. You know, I, I thought you might go Elway or, or Christian McCaffrey, Toby Gerhardt. That would have been bands on the field. Nah, bands on the field is a good one. Utah. Oh man, um, I couldn't. Who played at Utah? Alex Smith. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Who was that big uh, defensive tackle for Ball? Haloti Nata. Wasn't he uh, Garrett Utah Bowles. boy? Yeah, Garrett Holds. He was better last year. We'll see with Krause back this year. Yeah, That'll probably be point. awful. Uh, Washington. Uh, Chris Peterson. He's not even there anymore. He was a good coach, though. Yeah. And Washington State to round out the Pac-12. Uh, Washington State. Uh, was that uh, Ryan Leaf? Ryan Leaf. Drew Bledsoe. you go with your boy, uh, Mike Leach. Ah, oh, man. He's now at Mississippi State. Yeah. That's a good list. Yeah, Pac-12. And and I should mention, the Word Association segment is brought to, be, brought to you by, <clears throat> like it is every week, Rhett Lee, attorney at law. Brett Lee and the law office of Andrew Aki, LLC, are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana and practices criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, give them a call today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton are just one of two pairs of teammates to each have 500 points and 100 assists in a single postseason. Who was the other pair of teammates to do this? First pair that came to my mind uh-huh. was Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. But I'm pivoting because another pair came to my mind during the show. 500 points, mm-hmm. 100 assists. Yeah. One of these guys wasn't a huge time scorer, but I think this other guy was one of the best scorers NBA history has ever seen. 
So I'm thinking, and the other guy that wasn't big time scorer was a big time assist guy. So I'm going to put my chips on the table. Probably going to get this wrong. Carl Malone, John Stockton. Not even close. Not even close. All right. Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. Didn't even come to my mind. Yeah. Nope. There were so many. I mean, you thought Pippen and Jordan. Yep. You thought uh, Magic and Kareem. You thought uh, Larry Bird and somebody else. But uh, Man, I Co- Kobe I'd... Shaq was even, even Steph and Clay Thompson yeah. could have been one you thought of. And I thought for but, some uh, reason Dwayne Wade, hundred assist thing, and LeBron James. I'm just terrible at sports trivia anymore when good. the lights are on. Yeah, the lights being on really hurt. But the bright you, lights come on. I think for the first time. goes in the darkness. For the first time all year, I think I have the lead. I hate this. Better get used to it there, boy. I might get a tough one next week. Remember, I have one of my whole story. Oh, that's right. That'll be the one I get right. Though. Yeah, it will. And then I'm going to really be in trouble for the rest of the year. But wrap us up there, J-Man, for episode 244. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man show live on the ISC Sports Network. Have a great week, everybody. And we'll be back at it with some more trade deadline talk. See you later.